Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome to the Maximus Podcast. So your hosts, uh, Joe Sabula and Byron Godfrey, who has started referring to me as the almighty Bobby Maximus now, so I can talk to you again so the podcast will be better. Thank you for that, Byron. I appreciate your love of me. Uh, we're sponsored by 10,000. I looked up the code. It's Maximus15. So I'm finally doing my job correctly. I guess 2010, 30, 90, it is 15. So go to 10,000.cc, use the code Maximus15, get yourself a discount. And also, Lalo Tactical, Lalo.com, get yourself some boots, some shoes, go get yourself the Maximus shoes specifically. Now that the bills are paid, uh, Byron, are you finally embracing wearing your mask? <laughs> She's putting the whole pandemic on poor Byron. No, no, no. I just, I just say because for those of you that don't know, Byron has been very anti-mask. Where the hell is this coming from? No one can cover up God's breathing apparatus. <laughs> and <laughs> your, your guy yesterday, Who was my the, guy? Uh, the, king, the king of Magaville, uh, he said that we should all wear masks. <laughs> and I wondered now if you were on board. Okay. I, first of all, where the hell did you get? I'm anti-mask. It's Texas. It's because I'm from Texas. Is that what it is? It is. It is 100% because yes. you're from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Next thing you know, it's because I'm black. Aren't you? Don't well, you like I mean, it's <laughs> obvious. <laughs> now that you bring it up, Byron, I think you have a point here. <laughs> Honey, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm not. I've never been anti-mask. You know what I mean? I, I wear my mask when I'm around people. First of all, I don't like people that much. So yeah, I'm with you. I, um, I've embraced mask culture. Like I like going to the grocery said, store with the hat, the sunglasses, the mask. Everything. I, I want to look like the Unabomber when I walk through the grocery store. You got it. You know, uh, but two, I don't like being around people. So therefore I don't go too many places where I have to wear a mask. Yeah. Social distancing is easy when you're kind of antisocial. I've been doing it before, before it was cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't talk to very many people and I stay in my little hole here, downtown Houston. You know? Hey, fair enough. So why is your guy on the mask kicked out? Wait, why are you eating with a baby spoon? <laughs> um. <laughs> no, that is a that is a regular size spoon. Bobby has just He's gotten just so, so big. 
My bad. <laughs> Guys, people at home can't see this, but I have these tasty little called Faye yogurt. And it's got these tasty little like flavor packets in it. Right now I'm eating peaches and uh, a big spoon doesn't fit in the peach. So I, can, I can't get all the peach goodness out of it. So I use a baby spoon as a tool. Ah, uh, okay. Kind of like a, kind of like a chimp sticking a stick down the anthill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can use simple tools. <laughs> Why? So you were referring to Bobby as a big gorilla? I also indirectly. I also Joe's. I'll let Joe's you make that wrong. inference. <laughs> One one fact about Bobby Maximus that you may or may not know is I lack opposable thumbs. So it's hard <laughs> to use both size spoons. Uh, okay. All right. And back to the show. The baby spoon is easier. But anyway, we were saying. Don't change the subject. Why is your guy on the mask check now? What gives? I don't, who, I don't even know. Who's my guy? The president. Mr. Trump. That's my guy. It's my guy. Listen, I, I think um, we're getting closer to November, and uh, he's got to play the game. Yeah, it's damage yeah. control at this point. Yep. It's uh, it's this is he's politicizing the whole thing now, and as though it, I mean, it's always been that way um, for some, but. Yeah, well, I think come, that's what come November, doing. he's going to be saying, well, no, I've been pro-mask. I've been doing everything yep. the experts said. Exactly. And we're just going to forget about the first half of the year. It just that never happened. I never did that. Yeah. Those numbers went up because people were not wearing masks, and we told them to wear masks the entire time. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Yeah. I'm having a mask while I'm on stage. Yeah. Here's a picture of me with a mask. That's why I think he's wearing masks now. On camera. Hey, I'm on to the next thing with your guy. <sighs> There's this girl named Ghislaine Maxwell. And as far as I can tell, she's Jeffrey Epstein's pimp. Why is the president, why is the president wishing her well? He said in an interview, I think it was yesterday, Joe, that he wishes her well. Yeah. What? What? Can you explain this to me? Well, because they have a business relationship that goes back years and years. That's what that tells me. (laughs) Very much so. It's kind of weird. She's there's a she, lot of pictures of the, the, the three of them together talking about damage control. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's been about that. We, we don't need those things getting out right about now. We do not need any information being leaked right now. The, the other thing about that is there was a federal judge that was assigned. I got to get this right. There was a federal judge that was assigned the case for Jeffrey Epstein. And was it her son? Got killed, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I believe it was the son and the husband. They were shot and one of them died. And then the murderer killed themselves. Hmm. You know, be like this. It was an accident. It was random. What are you talking about? Yeah. Allegedly. Have you, I mean, first of all, I haven't seen the entire Netflix thing yet. I just couldn't get past <laughs> certain parts. Mm-hmm. You know, as a man with a daughter, I think at some point in time that, uh, that discussion okay. um, gets out of the hands of the police. Okay, so check this out. Uh, the judge, uh, her son was killed and her husband was injured in a Sunday attack. Does that make sense? 
Hmm. Roy Den Hollander was named at the primary suspect and that he's now dead as well. Did he also commit suicide? He, he, he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah. To the back of the head in the kneeling position. To the back of the head. (laughs) To the back of the head is exactly where it happened. He's been practicing that though. He's got great mobility. He's been doing my boy court rights. I'm not I'm not trying to make light of all these tragedies, but is this even real life? No, uh, this is where I'm saying I just I want to see Hillary Clinton just walk into the courtroom with a shotgun and just blast her right in the chest. Just look at the camera, flip everyone off, and walk out. Like, we're just pulling the veil off. You are all under our control, and there ain't nothing you can do about any of us. Yeah, Game it, over. It, it blows my mind that first Jeffrey Epstein didn't hang himself, and then all this stuff is happening around it, and people are just like, oh, no, it's good. Like, it well, let, let me ask you guys a mind. question, an honest question now. How many people in your circle, friends, family, people you know, have died of incredibly mysterious circumstances. This is not something that happens frequently. And it's just following this lady around right now. That should tell you something. I mean, you, you, you do have a good point. <laughs> I mean, if it was just like, oh yeah, people mysteriously die all the time and like weird circumstances that seem very controversial or, or conspiracy theory, like, like no, they, they don't. So, <laughs> I am buying I'm saying that she has every, something to do with this. <laughs> every, time, every time I flip on the news, there's something about someone connected with this case. Like, this is like the movie The Godfather or some shit like that. Like, this is old school Italian mobster shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. or, like, or like John Wick. Who's next? Uh, well, Kanye is safe. He 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 got himself out of the presidential race. He's done. Byron, it's your big chance. Oh. I, want you, I want you to use the next sixty seconds to pitch yourself to Kim. Kanye asked for a divorce on Twitter last night. It's your chance, man. You can swoop in there and pick out the pieces. Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> you are. This is like everybody who touches Kim ends up crazy. <laughs> I mean, is 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 it that good? Ray J went off the end, deep end. He just, you know. He actually, he actually, I don't, I don't think he went on the, the off the deep end. His relationship with her inspired him to write one of the greatest R and B love ballads of all time. I hit it first. I hit it first. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I can't. That song. I, I can't believe he wrote that. Byron, like he was in the studio one night. He was angry and jealous and upset. He's like, oh, yeah, I got something for you. And then he wrote that song and released it. And put it out there. Like, it was a big-time hit, too. For the world. Can you imagine? How do you you handle that? Well, like, if you're her and you're walking into, like, shop at the Gap or or wherever you shop and you're you're going in and then that song comes on the radio, what do you do? First of all, why would anybody play that song on the radio? Right. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Uh, listen. It's very catchy. It's got a good if, if I'm if, if I'm her, I'm thanking Ray J. Nobody knew who Kim Kardashian was until that video. I, I damn sure didn't. I didn't. And yeah. I barely knew who her dad was just because he represented OJ. Hey, back up. So you just referenced the video. So you're admitting you watched the video. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> hey. Multiple times. What are you talking about? 
right? But yet you engage, you, you, you say that you're not involved in foddery. I did it for a research project. <laughs> like, this is all about research. This is all a scientific approach to see like how this could affect someone's livelihood. So I just went back, you know, did some tracking of when it first came out and just saw how long it would take. Cause I, you know, if I can become a billionaire making a video, I'm doing it. <laughs> then what? So just for for the millions of, of, of listeners worldwide, can we expect a Byron Godfrey sex tape in the next 30 days? Is that what you're telling us? Given what we've been receiving via text message this past week, I, I feel like it's inevitable. Hey, 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 <laughs> man. I'm not supposed to put that kind of stuff out there. You know? Okay, first of all, that was not me. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to be you that releases it, Byron. I'm just saying, like, it's going to come out. You got to have the right uh, person involved, Byron. To, to, to Byron, I just I just want to say this for all the listeners: I love you, I care about you like a brother, but you are a man of ill repute. <laughs> wow! Uh, wow, that hurts. Byron, I think you're an upstanding guy. I think Thank Bobby just, he's very jealous. Jealousy in, involved here. Yeah, a lot of jealousy. It is. I'm, I'm starting to pick I up feel, on this. I feel like you're a real life Keith Sweat song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would, I would normally take offense to that because your musical choices are terrible. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you're telling me you don't like Keith Sweat. I did not say that. I just said normally I would be up, but Keith Sweat, you know. So what do you have? What do you have issues with? You have issues with Donnell Jones. Okay, first of all, let me go back again and say Donnell Jones was hitting back in two thousand one. That's damn near twenty years ago, man. What's wrong with that? It's, I mean, it was good. It was good then. It's not like a. It's not like a classic. Okay, so yeah, by so by that logic, then. You don't like the Frankie Beverly stuff I posted that, yesterday. First of all, no, that is that your logic is flawed because Frankie Beverly and Mays is a classic. That's a class. That's cla- like that's timeless. Frankie what Beverly and Mays. So so let's, let's go over the songs. Let's go over the songs that I posted. You're just gonna give me a yay or nay. The songs I posted in the last week. Frankie Beverly and Mays. Yay that's or nay. Absolute, that's an absolute positive yes. M to May. Yay or nay. You, oh yes, of course, Juicy Fruit. That's the jam. Keep okay. going. Zap, Computer Love. Yeah, that's not all you've been playing. I need you to get into the heart <laughs> of your playlist. Do I need to start? Let me see. Some Hold of up, the stuff. Zap, Zap and Roger. Of course, those are classics. Keep going. DMX. What tracks? Uh, well, <laughs> we listened to "What's My Name" intro. Uh, Party, we listen. It's a yeah, big, I'm, I'm, it's a listen, big DMX guy, so he has his moments with me. I'm just not a huge DMX fan. I like his, big, I like it, some tracks, but some of them, you know, grand finale one is one of my favorite. Me and my 11 year old were doing research, Babu, too, the three year old, because tonight is a versus Snoop Dogg versus DMX head to head. Not even fair. Why is it's it not even fair? Why is it not? DMX got take, a lot of stuff. Who? DMX has a lot of stuff. That don't mean he has a lot of stuff that's good. He has a lot of stuff that's good. Snoop, Snoop's, Snoop's dog, dog father. I mean, listen, 
Snoop's first album, you can just play that right there and he, he wins. Just the whole album, just hit play. What about the DMX song Sincerity with another person you don't like, Mary J. Blige? Who said I don't like Mary J? You said my music was trash. You just said it. I like Mary J. I like Mary J. when she was heartbroken. Okay, that's when she was with was the boy Joe from Jodeci, when he just ruined her life, and every song that she had had soul. You could hear the pain in her why voice. Why are you such? Why are you such a hater? Taking pride. I'm in not a hater. I'm just telling you, I like what, what I like, and I think some of your musical choices are terrible. Like name one that's terrible. Um, I can't because I stopped. I, I, when I when it goes, I turn. I mute it. I just watch the video. Like all your Canadian people, Glenn Lewis. Boo. You don't yeah. like Glenn Lewis? Uh, yeah. I, you also have a problem with Stevie Wonder? Absolutely not. Okay. But I have him? a problem with Glenn Lewis singing Stevie Wonder songs. What about Drake? What about him? You know, okay, I'm done with you, Joe. You know what Byron's <laughs> real problem is? He's angry with me. <laughs> you know why he's angry with me? Why is he angry with you, Bobby? Because a Canadian known by the name Tory Lanes, his birth star name is Daystar Peterson. He shot Houston's Meg Stallion. finest person, Meg the Stallion. He shot her in the feet with a gun because they were in a shot heated in a room. Toe. He just, shot her in a pinky toe, man. Just, just like the movie, Joe, have you seen Harlem Nights? Yes, of course. He shot her right in, in her pink. pinky toe. <laughs> shot her in a pinky Byron, toe, Byron's a little upset by this. I mean, when you say it the way you say it, I'm a little upset by that, too. Well, domestic, domestic violence is not a funny matter. No. Byron, you're, you're involved in all kinds of, like, moral disrepute situations. What would, Where are you what would coming up with this man, information? What would, prompt, what would prompt a person to shoot another person in the foot? Tell me how this conversation went down. Tell me what happened. They're yeah. in, they're in the, I want to hear you already. Down. They're, they're in the this discussion already. <laughs> she called him a little motherfucker. That's what she did, you little short bastard. <laughs> she called him a little short bastard. He said, I'm going to show you. She keeps calling me another short bastard see what happened. We're going to all be some limping, short-having motherfuckers walking around here. And she <laughs> called him short one more time. And so he shot her ass in the foot. And now, oh, yeah. now, now she limping because she wanted to talk about a man height. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, my God. She what? shot him up. He shot him, yeah. But she won't call another man short. Holy hell. So that's where it came from. What do you mean? Joe, can you believe this is our 2020? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. 2020 has been magnificent. We got, and it just, it's just not ending. Now we have these, these, these police in Portland beating on people for I don't know what. Joe, which I see you shaking your head. This no, this, let, let's, I, I, I figured this out this week. This is not an attack on protesters. This is not an attack on the citizens of the United States of America. It's not even an attempt to stop violent crime. What it is, is a full-on attack against Democrats. I think it's, incredi- I think it's 100% politically motivated because Trump keeps saying that they're Democrat-run cities, they're liberally-run cities, they're stupidly-run, and I'm going to send my guys in there to run them instead. He hasn't sent troops into any Republican towns. And if people are wondering, well, why not? Well, because Republicans don't tend to do very well in urban settings. They don't get voted in. So in a way, this is Trump sort of just admitting that he's not going to get any kind of urban support. It's going to fire up his base because people who live in a, you know, in the sticks that do support him 
it's easy to support a guy like him when you live a million miles away from everything that's going on right now. You know what but I mean? Joe, I would, I would, I would agree with that argument except for one reason. What's that? So, so the Republicans don't do well in Houston. Like they lost Houston. Yeah. Right. It was most major cities. However, they win Texas. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? No, 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 no. But this is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But when you go, go, go to like Dallas, I guarantee there's more democratic voters in Dallas than there are in between Dallas and Houston. So suburbanites and rural folks are the ones that are supporting the Republicans here. And that's where the majority of the people end up being. That's where the votes come from. When I talk about about the Houston metropolitan area, for the most part, all of those people voted Democrat, but in the presidential election, it's not about that. It's the whole state. You get your. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's, that's the whole thing with the electoral college, with the districts and everything. Cause if you look at an electoral map of Minnesota, the twin Uh cities is blue. The rest of the state is red. Really? You know what? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's most of the major areas in the Midwest. You look at like mm-hmm. Illinois, Chicago yeah, is, is blue. And then the rest of the state is red. Wisconsin, they, all the cities look blue on the map. Does the, do they win in the presidential election? Do they win those states, though? Well, see, that's where it ends up being like whether it's safe or whether it's a toss up. Right. So something like Texas, it's pretty safe. They can do without the votes in Houston. That's why the president ain't coming down there and having a rally downtown Houston because he ain't got no support there. Right. But I promise you Biden will be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I promise the they Democrats. The Republican uh, primary here in Houston. Yeah. Well, why, why risk even having it? It's not worth anything. You're not going to win. You know, it's 90% Democrat. So, you know, this whole thing that these cities, they're violent and they're run by Democrats. Well, yeah, they're run by Democrats because people who live in urban cities don't feel like the Republicans support them and their, and their lives. The people who live out in the middle of nowhere, like I said, I don't blame them. It's easy to support Republican politics when you're when you're in the middle of nowhere and you have to handle your own shit anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So if you live if you live a million miles from the next major city and some dude breaks into your bar and you're not like calling the cops and waiting for him to show up, it's going to take him two hours to get there because that's how far away they are. So you got to you have to handle your own shit. So you you don't you don't think at all about like, well, what's going to happen if I have interactions with the police? That never freaking happens ever. You know, and, and I promise you this, if federal troops walked into some small town in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, they'd get shot down by the farmers out there. Unmarked dudes throwing people in the backs of cars. Like you're going to, these guys, they have bunkers built that are full of guns. <laughs> That's what these guys do for fun. They're, they're like, they're paranoid hey. and they love their guns. So like that ain't going to happen in the middle of nowhere. So Joe, I got to, I got to jump in here. First of all, how does this happen here? Because since I moved to the States, I've been regularly, when people find out I'm a Canadian, I get called a socialist, a Marxist, a communist, a leftist. How, how are the police allowed just to do this here? To walk okay, up so, 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 so if you don't understand like how uh, the American political system is, we have our state governments, we have our federal governments. The states are like individual countries that all agree to work together, creates this entity called the federal government. Under rare circumstances, the federal government has some authority in policing that's what this whole thing with the Insurrection Act is, which, if I'm not mistaken, was actually written. It had something to do with uh, being able to capture uh, uh, runaway slaves, if I remember reading that correctly. Uh, but that's it's been used several times, like during uh, the L.A. riots, I think it was the last time it was used. But the governor of California at the time had asked for help. And so the president said, well, how, how could we even possibly do this? And they said, well, use the Insurrection Act, and that's where it is. And so now Trump is using that because he just wants to send his own police in. 
So when people say this feels like a dictatorship going on, this is exactly how it starts. This is how dictatorship would start in the United States is the president would have his own force and enforce his own laws despite the will of the local people. I'm, I'm just going to say, and, and coincidentally, this all seems very Russian to me. Mm-hmm. So, so the next thing I was reading an article, Joe, and, and it's actually like probably something we could talk about, but this, this news outlet, like the onion put out this article that said, NRA accidentally forgets to rise up against tyrannical government. And it says our whole reason for lobbying for looser gun laws and amassing huge personal arsenals of weapons these past years was so that we could ensure the security of a free state and protect the people from an oppressive government. And then it actually happened. And the whole rising up against a tyrannical government thing just totally slipped our minds, which is a point exactly. You got, you got these guys walking into the state house in Michigan with, with rifles protesting, having to wear a mask. You got unmarked guys with guns throwing people in unmarked cars and taking them to undisclosed locations. And it's crickets. Nobody is stepping up. You've got moms surrounding protesters with signs that say, stay back. Where are these guys with the guns? Where are these, these boogaloos that swear they're here to protect people from this, from this horrible government? This is, this is a joke. This is like, this whole year is just like a bad sitcom or something. What, what the hell is a boogaloo? You haven't heard about these guys either? This was a big thing during the Minneapolis riots is that the boogaloos were showing up. This is like the battle cry for the far right. And like half of them are white supremacists and the other half have the same vibe, but use their position to help protect minority. It's so confusing. I can't even keep track of this stuff. But that, that's, they, they, they got shut down on Facebook. They had all these boogaloo groups. The country's fucked. Let's just leave it at that. Can we move on? Let's, let's talk about something uplifting right now. I just, I'm I just so mad at the world. If, if I come I across feel, as a little bit bitter right now, it's because I am. All right. I just feel I read this NRA article and it was like, it was like the one you, the NRA's been waiting for this for their whole lives to rise up. And then the government shows up and starts shooting people in the streets and like kidnapping protesters. It's like, it's go Crickets. time. And then Crickets. maybe... Um, what, what kind of things do you like to do in Texas? Something came up. What, Byron, give me some Texas pastimes. What came up for you guys that you couldn't step up? Hey, hunting. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. It was, it was hot. <laughs> it that was is, really steamy that day. <laughs> it, it was humid, you know, especially in Southeast Texas where we are. That's what happens. We'll have the revolution when the weather is a little bit more <laughs> mild. I, it just it just amazes me that they were able to do that and and, and nobody said a thing. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I, I did some research on the Boogaloo movement. Yeah, yeah. Just now? Yeah, the Boogaloo movement is a loosely organized American far-right anti-government extremist movement. Adherents, adherents of the movement are often referred to as Boogaloo Boys or Boogaloo Boys, B-O-I-S. Uh, the movement has described uh, as a militia. Most par- participants often identify themselves as libertarian and say they are preparing for or seek to incite a second American civil war, which they call the Boogaloo. Boogaloos are identified with their red hats and obsession with lion <laughs> symbology. 
Hold on here. Back up. Iron. What's and going on, my man? It looks. It looks like a lot of them are centered in Texas. Byron, okay. Wait. 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 Byron, you have some explaining to do because you wear red hats. You have a lion, and you're from Texas. Are you a boogaloo? To me, the boogaloo was a dance, man, growing up. <laughs> I just, all this shit's new to me. Like, I don't even, I, it's, it's depressing to watch the news at times, man. So I just said, fuck. You it. did not answer the question, and some shit uh-huh. is starting to make some sense right now. <laughs> Lion symbology. Can you remind me what the symbol of your life is in the gym? Oh, my, my lion? I was just, you know. It's the, the logo that we use for the gym. <laughs> I might be part of something, you know. You know, Joe, it also, it also makes sense now when we went to Byron's, we went in his office for that business meeting, why he owns so many guns. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> Somebody might want to roll up in there and steal my kettlebells, man. All right. A lot of war, baby. Get my shit down. Yeah, that's how we're going to do it. Wow. What else do we got? What else do we got this week? What, what's some good news? The NBA has been testing people and, and, and everyone in the bubble tested negative. So we're good to go for sports. Nobody's been sneaking out? No. I, uh-huh. I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but they've had zero positives. It gives me hope that like we're going to have sports because if the NBA cannot do this, nobody can. I don't trust the NFL owners to get it right. I I mean, I I think basketball is is kind of like a key test right now simply because there's less dudes on a team. You know what I mean? You got a huge roster. Like, that's just so many variables and so many different things to factor. I feel like basketball teams, a little smaller, a little easier to get everybody on board. The communication's a little bit better there. You know, you got, you got your bubble. You can do that in the basketball. You can't. You can't do that in the NFL. Exactly. Like, there's there's just too much shit yeah. going on. There's just, there's yeah. too many people between like your full roster plus your practice squad. Like ah, it's just I can't imagine trying to manage that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I would be shocked if we had a an NFL season without some real like the plan that they have right now. Yeah, nah, it's not it's not worth it. Well, and the, the way like cases are going and shit seems to be pretty severe out there. Like there's going to be more shutdowns coming and nobody wants them, but they're going to have to. Yeah. Cause it's getting bad. It's getting real bad. I did see, I think it was Under Armour who came up with like a, um, like a, a face shield that covered up the mouth and everything, but I still don't, it's just too much going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you're not going to, Whereas with the NBA, like you said, there's 12 guys on the roster, you know, three, four coaches. The the, the staff isn't very big. Mm-hmm. You know, you got 53 guys on the NFL roster. You got to have, you know, 10 coaches. Then you throw in the medical staff. And then you got your traveling. And these guys are going home to their families. You don't know what their family is doing when they're away. Yeah. And like for, for t- you know, 10 or 12 guys, that's enough to manage. But for 53 – yeah, and that's like I said, and that's just that's just the players. Yeah, we're talking about. We're not talking about yeah. the coaches. We're not talking about the management staff, the managers, the equipment staff, the, yep. the the medical staff. Yeah, I just can't see it. I can't see it. And, and um, as a I'm, guy who loves the game, I'm, I will, I'm hoping I will, we have football. 
Huh? Byron, I'm hoping we have it. Uh, listen. Look, if we would have shut the hell down like we should have and stayed shut down as long as we needed to, not a problem. We'd be having a season already. We wouldn't even be where we're at right now. But we, 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 we half-assed it to begin with. We jumped in late. We did half the job that needed to be done, and then we rushed to open. And now we're probably not going to have football this season. And I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if there's any kind of variation of football coming out this is, year. Why are we rushing to have it? That's, that's where I'm at. I would rather not have it this year and know that I was going to have it next year wow. than, than have like some weird, you know, what are they going to do? Go to like six on six games and I don't know. I ain't interested. You know, yeah. When you start losing money, people just say, damn your health. Mm-hmm. Damn it, good. We're going to go out here and make this money. And that's what's happening. They're losing money and they don't give a shit about the players. And if I'm the players, I'm just like, yo, not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. Well, it ain't worth it. It just isn't worth it. And I love the game, too. Believe me, I look forward to football season Go ahead. from the, from the day it's over. What you think about this? What you oh, think? What? Huh? He fell asleep. Who, <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am sorry. I am totally distracted by ESPN right now. Carrie Terrell Tanner. Owens almost beat Tyreek Hill in a fucking race yesterday. Like he is, is 46 years old and step in step with this guy. He's a freak of nature. <laughs> what? He He's ran a 4-4 four four yesterday, Byron. And Tyreek blocked at a 4-3-7. And he was not. like, he almost beat the fastest man in the NFL in a race. Joe, have you seen this? Uh, I'm just pulling it up now. Not shocked at uh, so my, my question is, can he start for an NFL team right now, Byron? He could give you a few plays. I would say he could start for. But he'll give you a few plays. You, He's 46. Let me remind you, Tyreek Hill was running down his own teammates last year to show off. He's so fast. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying the guy isn't fast. What I'm saying is he can give you a few plays. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. He ain't, he ain't about to get out there and give you a good stick. He plays a game. <laughs> Not happening. I'm completely like, and I feel like you, Byron, at 51, you're still like, you're still clinging to life. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> as long as I'm strong, I'm good. I'm over here watching this it by myself. This is like, I bet, I bet Terrell Owens could run a sub- I bet he could run a 10-500 right now. I, listen, I'm just looking at it right now, and the, the dude is a freak of nature. I've <laughs> never questioned his physical ability. Right? Ever. But he ain't giving you no plays on the field. Not happening. The, the first time he tries to change direction, <laughs> and just blows out an ACL because he ain't used to them. Nah. Mm-mm. Not happening. Don't see it. Because they keep, they keep, they played this like clip like a million times on ESPN, and I'm like, I can't believe he's that fast. Because there was this whole, this started with this Twitter war where Tyreek Hill said he would spot Terrell Owens ten yards and still beat him, and Terrell's like, hell no, let's fucking do it right away. Now, if you throw a challenge at somebody and right away they like jump all over it, you don't want that challenge. Yeah, he was confident, and now it's like they're they're racing side by side at the same speed. And you look at him physically, the dude looks good. Yeah, he's, he he's is, jacked. He is, I'm 
I'm going to tell you right now, that guy must read the Maximus body. He's got some kind of secret <laughs> program. I'm sitting here watching it right now. And the fact that he said he, he why would you, I would have loved to see them side by side do that. I, right now he gave him a, he gave him a spot. Okay. Here's a side by side one. Let's see. It. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Wow. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's still a good time. Yeah. It was a, it was a different. Hey. 437 on Tyree. 4 what? 437. 437. Jesus. 437. You were 437 with Tyree. 442. He was what? About 442. 442 is 40 of your NFL receivers right now. Large majority. I'm feeling old and slow at 41. Right now. Right now, four six, and that is slow compared to compared to Terrell. He, he's got five years on me. <laughs> Terrell is a freak. He's always been a freak of nature. I want to end the podcast on an upbeat note. Can I ask you guys your opinion on something? So you get Lisa's kind of Lisa's kind of mad at me. Um, no, no, no you know surprise there. Nicknames. You you know I have nicknames for the kids, right? We got beans. We got Babu, the three-year-old. So I, I, I finally found the name for the baby. She's like, I wonder when the baby's going to get a nickname. It came to me. His new nickname is Lunchbox. Now, Lisa asked why I called him Lunchbox. And before I could edit my answer, I said, because he's fat and it looks like he has a lot of lunch in him. What's wrong with Lunchbox? <laughs> I'm game. Like, I feel like I'm calling him Lunchbox. He's like, he's like the same weight as his three-year-old brother right now. I don't believe that because Babu was a Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> Byron, I don't believe that. Byron, the baby is in the 98th percentile. And like I said, no. we have to hold him upside down and clean food out of his fat rolls. That might be true, but he ain't nowhere close to Babu. I, he gets like. He's Babu's like, nickname, the Dickens. He gets he gets his lint lint stuck in his belly rolls and stuff. You know what? I'm actually you you know what he is? He's one of the clumpkins. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with Let's go with I Lunch think Lunchbox is like Lunch Lunch a great nickname. I think it's so I can get behind that. Bro, I'm All behind. Right. You got my Maybe it's a fish. I feel like if he grows up to be an O lineman in the NFL, this is perfect for him. Lunchbox. Yeah. He grows up just to be a massive human. Yeah. Lunchbox. Come on. It's probably going to be. That's, that's it. It's probably going to be. And then yesterday, oh, one more story for you. Beanzo loves wearing socks and slides, it's his thing. He's from the South, baby. That's he, how was, he, was, he was questioned on it, and his answer was because all the ballers do it. I go, like, like who? Darren Williams, Ronnie Price, Nate Orchard, Stu Bradley, you, Dad. Like, oh, man, I'm a baller. All right, Beans, thank you. Flip-flops and socks, baby. Flip-flops and socks. How you do it? I'm going to send him to visit you for his internship in his Gucci slides. No, 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 no. We need some Nike slides. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci slides up there. His, his, I'm a working his, class. 
his Gucci slides and his 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 Louis belt. Nah, we working class down here. <sighs> you keep that. Keep the Gucci slides. I got some Nike slides for him down here. You know what I mean? But yeah, socks and flip flops, baby. That's how we do it. What's wrong, lunchbox? <laughs> hey, what's wrong, lunchbox? Yeah, you smile, huh? Here you go. Here, bubble. You need more food, huh? Lunchbox. <laughs> lunchbox. That's it. You got me. I'm sold on lunchbox. All right. We'll, 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 at least if you're listening, that's his new name forever now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make him an Instagram. It's like lunchbox21 or something like that. Something. Well, he lunchbox for sure now. LB. LB, baby. What up, LB? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah, I'm sold. All right, good. Well, you guys, I'm out of here. I'm going to watch this Trello and stuff. I'm like, I almost ditched the podcast on you guys. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, any, any old person doing stuff gives me hope. You know what I mean? You're not old, buddy. Got this. So how long, Byron, how long do you think I can hold on to my 4640? <laughs> I want to see your four six forty. Let's I'm, I'm, and I want to be there for it. Yeah, let, I want I want this documented. Yep, I want to see it right after you strip everything. Oh, well, we'll just, just, just <laughs> pop a hand remember, remember that time at your gym? I was jumping on those giant boxes, and everyone was staring. And then that 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 <laughs> that dude he tried, and he 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 wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> remember that? I do remember the guy. Yeah. Is that the guy? Is that the guy you called super strong on social media like two minutes ago? <laughs> is that the same dude? First of all, I never called anybody super strong. You man, you can embellish the story with the best of them. Just say my feelings were the guy strong. He's strong. He's stronger than 90% of the guys who walk in the face of the earth. You know? Who oh, is me? No, no, you, you're the you're the one percent because you're top one hundred ever. See how you yeah. do that? The Almighty, strong. I want to remind you. I want to remind you that was a completely unbiased list furnished by news publication Men's Health, and that list also the hundred fittest people to ever walk the earth. This is of all time. Also includes Thor and Jesus, and I was number seventy-seven. It's pretty good. Hmm. Of all time, hundred of all. See. You're the one percent of the one percent. I tell you, you guys yeah, I'm just pull up some numbers right here. You no, know, just just strong compared to misfit strength standards. So <laughs> I'm I'm googling how many people have walked the earth. Shit, okay, 108 billion. So I'm I'm ranked 77th out of 108 billion. Go do the math on that. Oh man! All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think, I think this number is too many schools. 108 billion, you say. 108 billion, and you are number 77. That's just impressive. Here we go, so. Uh Uh-oh. Drum roll, Uh, please. Hold on, the the calculator can't display a number this minuscule. There you go. <laughs> See, I told you, <laughs> I am fitter in the calculator. You can't even percentile me. Well, you are the man. Thanks, Men's Health. Thank you. You know what I mean? This yeah. is 
This is, let me tell you, Byron, this is what happens when you're 41 years old. You can run a 4.640. You got a 41-inch vert. You can deadlift 600 pounds, and you just ooze masculinity and sex appeal out your pores. And the show's over now. Hey, oh, we've had fun. We've had don't, fun. <laughs> don't, don't act. Don't act. You know what the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, Joe? Did I ever tell you about when I met Byron and a picture of me was his screensaver on his cell phone? That was fucking weird. I believe it, though. What the hell, Joe? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Come on. Come on. Oh, well. We're talking about... Got, what, you, what you got there on your wallpaper? Man, this picture inspires me to be better every day, man. Looking at you in the sauna, this is just where it's at right here. You know, I'm, I just, you know, I, I don't realize how fortunate I am to be in the presence of greatness at, you know, at will. And just make a phone call and there it is, greatness. <laughs> See, this is, everybody, yeah, now you're learning. Everybody does not have the luxury to pick up the phone and just hit Hey, Siri, call greatness. Yeah, call the great one. Bobby Paxman. Bam. I get sent straight to voicemail. See how you do your boy, Joe? <laughs> call one ring. <laughs> Reach the phone of Bobby Maximus. God, oh. Straight to voicemail. That's how you do <laughs> I get it all the time. I don't even call him anymore. Byron. <laughs> Try it out. My phone number for people listening. Call me anytime. 911-0024. I will, I will not do that. No. You will not have that. <laughs> please. <laughs> All right, you guys. I am out of here. Peace, gentlemen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.